on SENSA. The Round Ball with Dom and Dodsey. For Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai's end of financial year. And welcome to the Round Ball on this uh, well, Friday afternoon, really. We're normally here on a uh, evening, uh, Trav. Travis Dodd with me here in the studio. Dom Ronaldo with you. And uh, we've got a very special, very special show today. Trav, it's We're good to see you during up. the day. It is. I don't know. I can see you a bit better. It's a bit scary, actually. <laughs> it I is further the nighttime cover. It is a very important day because uh, we live in the best uh, city in Australia, without a doubt. Look, we look don't outside we? the Absolutely. window. There's no traffic. You know, housing well, for you is cheap anyway. Uh, uh, every, hey, everything's hey, hey. close. It's amazing. Where, where, where would you live? Where would you live anywhere else in Australia? I know where I wouldn't live. Where wouldn't you live? I wouldn't. I wouldn't live uh, <laughs> in the eastern states. I tell you what, uh, there's a bit of strife going over over there in Victoria. Wow, we got no COVID here either. Forgot we that one. No, we don't. Look, it's uh, we're going really well, aren't we? It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and talking about the round ball, the, the NPL's almost back. Uh, I know. Metro Stars. We had a trial game last night against uh, Damien really? Laurie's White City. So it was great to. Did you to, keep your distance while you were playing? They play the game, or yeah, we did. Oh, good. Absolutely, it was it was quite funny actually because we had uh, too many subs on the bench, so we had to get we had to get <laughs> five of the subs to stand over you the fence. You did it really until the second half. Well, what you should do is put them all on the bus. You'll be fine because you can cram each other in the bus, and you can cram them in the change rooms, but <laughs> just not on the bench. Yeah, there's a lot of rules that we just. Do. <laughs> I don't even think anyone understands the rules. But the great news is, by the way, is that Australia and New Zealand joined bid, of course, for the 2023 How good's that? World. Ah. Oh, Absolutely amazing. I I honestly didn't think we'd be able to nail that. I thought, even though it was just us in New Zealand, obviously, and uh, Colombia, I thought maybe Colombia might get the votes. But uh, we nailed it. How good is that for the game and for women's sport? Well, it's fantastic. And, yeah, the, you're right. There was a lot of talk that uh, pre, pre-announcement that potentially UEFA and the seven votes that they had could could derail Australia and New Zealand's bid. But uh, as, uh, as it turns out, uh, out of the possible 35 votes, Australia received 22 and Colombia received 13. So Australia New Zealand bid won it quite convincingly in the end. And it's just going to be a huge boost for football, particularly yeah. women's football in, in this country. But I also think that off the back of that, uh, it'll grow not only the women's game, but also the A-League and uh, and junior football as well. Absolutely. When the announcement was made, a few happy people because uh, it was done, it was at 1 o'clock in the morning our time when they announced it? I think it was 1:30. about 1.30 in the morning. Okay, yeah. I'm, I obviously didn't stay up that late, but I uh, wake up this morning to the news and I thought it's just going to be so massive. The game is just going to get bigger and bigger and to have a World Cup. And I don't think a lot of people who don't follow the round ball game realise, yeah, okay, it is women's sport. You know, With all due respect, people maybe. They don't take it as seriously. And obviously the men's is a lot bigger. Uh, but to have uh, the World Cup in this country and New Zealand, it's just going to bring people from all over the world and will be uh, obviously highlighted to the rest of the world because it does get a big viewing audience as well. I think they've got a billion at the last one. Well, you're right. And it's it's almost one of the biggest uh, watched sporting events in the world, yeah, behind the behind the World Cup, yeah. the Men's World Cup, behind the Olympics, and then uh, the, the the Women's World Cup. So huge, huge economic boost for this country, particularly, uh, look, we're still three years away, but uh, I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic. And my daughter, Mia, she's 15. And she's playing, well, she's cherry she's, ripe for that. She's playing tennis, but I was thinking as I was Ooh, driving into work today, uh, yeah. maybe I'll, I'll get the boots on her and start teaching her how to play, see if we can get a late charge for a World Cup bid. Do you remember how to play the game? Because it's been a few years. Barely. But in case you missed the announcement, here it is uh, when it happened earlier this morning. I can announce the host country of the FIFA Women's World Cup 
2023, which will be Australia. Yes, and uh, pretty excited people there. I still remember when we were waiting for the announcement when Australia bid for the Men's World Cup. And I was actually watching that like a lot of people. And you're waiting for the name Australia. And you heard Qatar. And you thought, huh? Did I hear that right? Qatar? Where did they come from? Well, uh, look, I I said a few weeks ago that I thought uh, a lot of this bid would come down to the politics and the, the backroom negotiations. Japan pulling out of uh, the process, uh, yeah. it clearly helped Australia's bid, uh, particularly with the AFC, the Asian Football Confederation. So that was uh, a consolidated unit. So we, we got those votes. Uh, it was interesting that, that UEFA, the whole of UEFA, the seven votes, all voted in, in unison against Australia and voted for Colombia. So their reasoning was to, to develop the game in South America, in Colombia, but... Develop uh, th- the game in South America. I mean, yeah, you th- think it's yeah. pretty well developed yeah. there. It's this part of the world that needs developing. Politics. It always comes down yeah. to politics. And and I guess, uh, you know, aside from the, the, the Women's World Cup, which is fantastic, the other news that we woke up to this morning was uh, the EPL, unfortunately. Uh, Liverpool, yeah, yeah. Liverpool taking yeah, well out the done. title. So yeah, after, you'll never 30 walk years, alone. Uh, yeah, yeah. after 30 years, look, um, what a... <laughs> Yep. That's what it would have been like. Absolutely. <laughs> That's Dis- what the stadium was like. Disappointing. Uh, I think for the for the millions of fans uh, yeah. that couldn't be there. Well, not that they well, they got it because Man City dropped well, they... points this morning against Chelsea, uh, but would have been good. Uh... Well, they deserve it. Let's face it. They have 20, what, three points ahead or something or some ridiculous amount. And... Yeah, seven games to go. There's, uh, the, it's the first of while. They've won it by seven games. First time anyone's yeah. done it in history uh, by that many games yeah. uh, ahead. So, look, yeah, well done. They're, they they're a great it. team. They're yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Can't argue game. with that, even though I follow Tottenham, but they are a great side and well done. And there's a lot of Liverpool supporters, as we know, all around the world. Mm. I mean, you go back to uh, when they came to Australia, came here to the Adelaide Oval and uh, yeah. chock-a-block. Yeah. It was only a friendly game and everybody in unison singing, you'll never walk alone. And it sort of just sends tingles down oh, your spine, yeah, doesn't absolutely. it? Even even when I see it on TV now, yeah. it's just the uh, the passion is uh, is brilliant. So they're they're great fans to watch. That's for sure. All right, we're going to catch up. By the way, speaking of uh, real good South Australians, which we were at the top of the hour, because it's the best place to live in here in Australia. Aurelio Vidmar, a great South Australian, representative of the Socceroos, former Adelaide United captain, uh, now coaching in Singapore, but he's still here in Adelaide. I think he's going to go back eventually. Uh, one who I'm sure is going to have a few things to say about our friends over the border, John Cosmina. He had his battles with Melbourne Victory, just like you did. And him, he, how can we forget he and Musket uh, on the sideline where Musket... Uh, <laughs> one of the all-time greatest moments. Knocked him moments. over. I thought it was funny, by one the way. One of the all-time greatest moments in, uh, in A-League well, history. Well, it's number two, actually. In was a, it? Yes, number yeah. two in A-League history. Yeah, yeah, made the grand final. Yeah. So I'm just trying to think if I was on the bench at that time uh, or if I was on the field. I can't yeah, really I can't remember, remember but, either. But the funny, though, is, wasn't it? The footage is brilliant. Yeah, yeah uh, grab old musky by the throat. Yeah, yeah. Vinny was, well, Vinny was laughing. <laughs> yeah, well, what can you do? I... <laughs> Because he wasn't when when the player when the coach is getting knocked off his chair on his onto his backside. Um, it's, yeah. Do you reckon he did it deliberately? Hundred percent. Yeah, well, he said he yeah. didn't. Well, of course, I don't know why he would say that now. I mean, a lot of a lot of waters passed under that bridge. He well, they're best of mates now. Dinner. Now, anyway. Yeah, well, they they've got the the Cosmina Musket Cup, haven't they? Well, no, uh, that finished result. ages ago. I oh, did it. And that slid under the table somewhere. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know what happened to that, but uh, might be the the Verbeek. <laughs> Salvatura Cup. It could be, but we'll catch up with Cozzy as well uh, before three o'clock. And also, the uh, it's been officially announced, and it wasn't a big secret though. The interim coach now, uh, Carl Viet, 
to uh, see out the uh, remainder of the season and uh, be interesting to see. I'm sure he wants the gig. Interesting to see if he gets the gig full-time. What do you reckon? I guess if he does well and gets that late into the finals and had a, as a good final, maybe even maybe not win again at the grand final, you think he'd, uh, he'd be a worthy candidate of keeping the job? Uh, it will be interesting, uh, most definitely. I, I am sure that they'll go through the the interview process to, to make sure that uh, Carl is the best candidate yep. for it. Um, yeah, interestingly... We had Damien Murray on who, uh, a few weeks ago who is also open to the the prospect of coaching Adelaide United. And they're great mates. So uh, I wonder how that would go down if um, if Damien got a sh- shot. Wouldn't be surprised because, like you say, they are great mates and sometimes that's how it works. You yeah. Know? And, and, you know, it's good to have someone alongside you that you can trust, especially in that yeah, game definitely. because you never know what happens because maybe the assistant guy wants the head job. And there's a little backstabbing going on. It's happened over the years in many clubs around the world. Yep. So it's good to uh, keep them close. Although they say keep your enemies close, don't they keep say your that? Keep your friends close. Keep your enemies, enemies close. Enemies close. And yep. friend, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, yep. once, uh, Jenna McCormack, by the way, uh, of course, uh, South Australian girl, um, played Aussie Rules, now opted to switch to the round ball, which is a good move because I'm now sure that... sure she'll be loving that decision. Absolutely. We'll find out, uh, what, see what she says, because she did make a comment this morning. Let's have a listen. Yeah, look, it's, it's all of the above, really. Um, uh, the, the most closest um, reason to my heart, I guess, is being able to play in front of, you know, my family and my friends here on, you know, on home soil and have everyone in the crowd and, and have 90% of the stadium cheering for, for you um, on the field. So it's, it's that first and foremost, but it, it is undoubtedly um, the power that it will have to inspire young girls and young boys to, to chase their dreams and play on the world's biggest stage. And- yeah, she would have been wrapped. And uh, I guess for a young girl or you know even a young boy growing up and uh, having your World Cup in your own backyard, it doesn't get any bigger than that really in sport. 100%. And if you're looking to dangle a carrot in front of any uh, potential athletes out there that are tossing up between Aussie rules and football... That's that's your reason there, yeah. right there. Is is the world? It's a world game. You got the the opportunity to play in a World Cup, which, yeah, it's it would just be an absolute dream come true to be able to do that on home soil. And speaking of dream, imagine if they won the World Cup because they're up there with the best in the world, and to have oh, it in yeah. your home soil, what home advantage? Good goodness gracious, what would it do? I mean, honestly, what would it do if we won the World Cup? If we won the World Cup, if we won wow. the World Cup, oh, I don't know. I think it's it's hard to fathom, um, but that would be. It's possible. Oh, it is. It is. Like the the Matildas are one of the the best teams in the world yeah. uh, for women's football. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and look, I, I agree. I think they would be a real chance. Uh, it will be interesting to see what Ante Milicic does because he's meant to be coaching the new expansion team in the A League, uh, Macarthur Bulls, uh, and yeah. uh, their director or GM. I'm not sure what his position is. Sam Krislovic of uh, Macarthur Bulls uh, said this week actually that Ante Milicic has got a contract with Macarthur and he's fully fully expecting him to honour it. Wow! But the prospect of coaching. Your nation on home soil in a World Cup. In, yeah, in the inviting. biggest tournament on earth. Yeah. Absolutely. But, you know, like I tell you what, uh, one of our own, we are trying to be South Australia centric here, Ross Elowissi. He must be in the running to maybe even be knocking on the door because he was assistant for a while. Then, of course, he's in Brisbane now. But uh, who knows? Maybe well, they might re- even ask him. Realistically, though, if you were Milicic now, what would you be giving that up? Uh, <sighs> it's, a, it's a one off event. You know, we're talking, yeah. uh, um, what? 
I mean, the problem is that's three years down the track yeah, as well. That's, that's the problem. Maybe yeah. you should well, – well, the lifespan of a coach is normally two years. He may, may as well take this job. By the time the World Cup comes around, he'll be sacked. So he'll get the job. <laughs> Could be back. There you go. Absolutely. All right. Hey, you're listening to The Round Ball. Of course, we're here thanks to uh, Hyundai. End of season financial sale. And, of course, the end of the month is coming up in a few days. So you, you better see it to believe, uh, believe it. Rather, the sale is now on. So check out our good friends at Hyundai. We're going to take a short break. And on the other side of this break on the round ball, uh, we have to catch up with Aurelio Vidmar. This is the round ball with Dom and Dodzi. On SENSA, the round ball with Dom and Dodzi. For Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai's end of financial year. Yes, uh, welcome back to the round ball with uh, Dom and Dodzi in a COVID-free South Australia. Uh, we got no masks on, Trav. We're here uh, breathing beautiful fresh air of Adelaide. Are you feeling good? I was until you looked at me and started breathing my direction. Maybe you could do with a mask there or maybe some breath Actually, mints. I remember the days you used to carry two bags with you, but that's another story completely. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're here, of course, because we're proud South Australian. And uh, there's one guy here we're going to talk to who is a very proud South Australian. And he's had his battles with our friends over the border. And I'm speaking of everybody's, well, not everybody's best friend. But anyway, former Adelaide United coach twice over, Sydney FC. Actually, the resume's too long, so I'll just say, G'day, John Cosmina. G'day, uh, Dom and Travis. How are you, mate? And you're right about the mask. I thought he was already wearing one. They were gorilla masks. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I love you. Hey, yeah. I'm from South Great Australia. Great to have you on, Cozzy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you should see what he says about you when you're not listening. Hey, Cozzy, before we've got so much to talk about, little time, but great news about the uh, the Women's World Cup coming to Australia and New Zealand. Oh, I think it's fantastic. It, um, You know, for once, <clears throat> football, which has been, I guess, defined by its politics and the some pretty poor decision making in the past, including you know our bid for the men's World Cup for 2022 when we only got one vote and spent 40 million bucks trying to get it. Hmm. Um, you know that, I mean, it showed you know what a disaster FIFA was and how corrupt they were um, in following investigations. So the fact that they've Australia were ahead in terms of um, you know the, the study that was done, the, the evaluation, um, way ahead of Colombia. It, it's great that uh, despite the Poms voting against us, um, we got the. Uh, Got the ball to kick off at home, which is fantastic. It's going to be great for, for the women's game in particular, but um, it'll be great for football overall. Um, some of these Aussies that reckon they got the biggest sport in the world might actually realise what the biggest sport in the world is in 2023. <laughs> I was waiting for that. And you're spot on, mate, because it is a massive competition. But not only having it here in Australia, Cosy, and it's a possibility, what about if the Matildas were to win the World Cup? What would it do for this country? Oh, it's, Australia loves to win at everything. But, uh, I mean, we've always been underdogs over the years, and um, you know, I mean, we exceed in to some extent in sports that um, you know very few nations play in, like um, all cricket. You know, we're pretty. Well, we're not even number one in cricket anymore. Um, we were for a long, long time. Rugby league, um, very small universe again, and, and rugby union. The All Blacks have dominated that for the past two decades, but. Um, Australia loves to be um, win gold medals at Olympics. They like to compete and, and be successful at everything. So we, Matilda's get across the line. Um, it's going to be unbelievable. Cosy, uh, do you think the the joint bid with New Zealand was a a major factor in in us winning the bid? Do you think we could have done it on our own? I think it was a smart move. Look, we probably could have, um, but it was probably a risk as well. Um, I think. When you join forces with somebody, and if you look at, um, say, for example, the 2002 World Cup, Japan and South Korea, uh, it's a little bit further from Japan to Tokyo to Seoul than it is from um, 
from say Sydney to to Wellington, for example. But it, um, it, I think it's smart that we went that way. Um, Asia tends to to be successful when it, it does things as a group because it, it brings Oceania, which New Zealand are in, and it brings um, Asia, the Asian Football Confederation, which the Aussies are in, um, together. So it's a, it's a benefit for all. It's a win-win, and um, I don't mind sharing it with with the Kiwis at all. Yeah, no, I think it's a it's a pretty good move. We have to go back, I think, to the end of last year when it was first touted about getting the World Cup, and uh, and our good Premier Stephen Marshall, he wasn't even interested in hosting any games here in Adelaide if we did get the World. I think there might have been a couple of pollies around Australia who said, "No, they're not. I'm not interested in it. No, we don't really need that." Well. I'm, I'm sure that's yeah. I'm sure that's uh, they're jumping on the coattails. They're all coming out with their congratulations. And I guess one good thing for Adelaide is possibly Hindmarsh Stadium because obviously it's not big enough. But now uh, Marshall have to put the hand in the pocket and uh, do something about it. Well, Adelaide Oval is, is an oval. Yeah. Um, you know, you're looking at something where you Adelaide United's home ground, Hindmarsh or Coopers or whatever it might be in a couple of years' time, if it still exists, will um, is football-specific. It's rectangular. It holds 15 now. You put another stand on that uh, eastern side that's been talked about for the last 200 years, I reckon. Um, then um, it's you're going to have a 20,000-seat stadium. It's going to be fantastic. They did it. It worked for the Olympics. Um, they can do it up for this. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a worthwhile investment. Cosy, we've finally seen now the the A League will be resuming. There's been an agreement uh, with the the players, the PFA, the Federation, and finally Fox. Uh, do you think it's going to be a successful comeback uh, in this hub com- concept that they're talking about? Well, I don't know. Are they playing in a hub? I mean, I um, were under the impression that Adelaide United were playing Brisbane um, in Brisbane on the 19th of July. So that's my information so far. Um, well, hub or no hub, I think it's great that we've actually got the league back up and running and, and finishing off. Um, I think a lot of lessons were learned. Um, there's a lot of people got to have a look at how they go about their business and um, from you know top to bottom in the game. It, um, you know, people have time to sit back and, and have a look at, at just how things were and, and why they were like they were. And that's the important thing. You've got to look at... Um, there's a lot of... There's a lot of um, it's not finger pointing, but I guess there's a lot of accountability needs to be taken for where the game ended up at. Uh, you know, all right, Fox, people have questioned Fox's commitment to the sport, um, and justifiably so. Uh, there's been a lot of cutbacks there over the last 12 months. Um, they didn't, you know, they played hardball, and certainly, you know, they've saved themselves a bit of money in terms of what their contract um, was initially. Um, but you've got to ask why an organisation like Fox wanted to walk away from the game as well. Mm. and um, it goes back to that I'm saying be careful what you wish for and the clubs wanted Frank Lowy out a few years ago and they wanted independence uh, they've got independence but they've certainly come up with no solutions have they mm. uh, and look I support the clubs you need them. a lot of guys put their hands in their pockets and I, I respect that but um, sometimes you know you've got to look at it and say maybe what we've got is not as good as what we think we're going to get because they haven't got it yet um, but the fact is it's back up and running and, and that's important and it's We've got a, a bit of breathing space, 12 months, uh, a bit of a transition from summer to winter, which uh, for me is debatable because I think there's going to be a, a real issue with green space. Uh, and, you know, if people aren't coming to football to watch the A-League now when they have got a bit of clear air, um, you know, when they've got their own teams to support or their local sides or kids are playing on a Sunday 
morning or whatever else, they're going to rock up and want to go to football on Sunday afternoon. That's a, it's a whole lot of things that, um, I mean, there's good and bad on, on both sides of it. So yeah. got to wait and see, but uh, we've got an opportunity and um, we've got a chance, uh, got a bit of fresh air and uh, we've got to make the most of it. Certainly a big ask. Um, Cosy, with the, the revised Fox Sports deal, uh, with much less money going around now, do you think that's going to cause a reset in terms of player wages? And do you think we're at a point where, where that's a needed for, for these clubs to survive? I think it is. Well, the, the game needs a reset, not just the financially it needs a reset as well. It's almost, you know, and look, a lot of businesses are like that. We live in a in a world where, you know, people want to keep generating income, but it's it's got to hit the wall somewhere sooner or later, and uh, it did with the coronavirus shutdowns. So I think the A-League probably developed too quickly. Um, it's a lot of pushing from the PFA to get wages up and conditions for players, but um, you that know, was important because he really good way, money that while I was playing. Pardon? That was important while I was playing to get the player wages. Oh, it was. Up. It's <laughs> not now. Is that what you're saying? Yep, that's exactly what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. So look, so you're one of those guys that should be arrested for impersonating a footballer. Oh, yeah, yep, that's him. Yeah, spot on. Hey, Cosy. Uh... Uh, well, yeah, well, we won't go any further. But yeah, so look, it, it is time for a reset. The 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 money being spent couldn't be. Uh, the revenue streams just didn't. It didn't flow. Okay, Cosy, I just want you to have a listen to this and then I'll come back to you and tell me... Uh, well, you can tell me about it. Have a listen. Kevin Musker and John Cosmina having a real set-to on the sideline. Uh, this has is... been sent to the stands and the Melbourne Victory fans are giving the, re- the reception that you might anticipate. And it's ending in uproar here at Telstra Dome. Oh, what a golden moment. What do you think of when you take you back to that uh, particular night there, Cosy? Oh, I don't know. A whole <laughs> lot of things. It, um, it was... It was... Look, I look back. Um, I mean, most people that have spoken to me about it have always said... The, most, look, the one question I get asked the most about that incident is, why didn't you smack him? <laughs> I'm surprised Seriously. you didn't. Seriously, <laughs> um, no, I got the the message. I got the point across. It was what I wanted because Muskie had been um, given Nathan Burns a pretty hard time, and um, I'd give him a pretty hard time about giving Burnsy a hard time. It was like you know he's an experienced player and he's starting to pick on a, a, a novice. And Burnsy was you know had been that was what five games into his career. Yeah, um, but it um, it was a bit of some of it was. Um, Proactive. Some of it was just pure passion, but it's. It, I can't change it. it um, <laughs> I suppose it's defined, defined me. Hey, because he's uh, one of the a great. Lot of, a lot of people has bobbed up in a lot of places, mate. There's the amount of people that um, that, that, that I'd bump into. Oh, you're that guy with musket. Ah. <laughs> Isn't that number two on one of the most uh, highlighted uh, events in uh, in the A League? Most memorable moments. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah, I know. What's number one, by the way? Uh, Travis missing uh, right an easy in the goal. Scorpion kick. What no, was it? Riley oh, that one. Too yeah, many yeah. of those. Um, <laughs> I know there were. Hey, what is it? Um, don't we have to wrap this up? No. What is it about oh. Adelaide and Victorian rivalries, though, Cosy? I mean, you've been in a few. What is it about that? Well, look, I I'll go back to when I was a kid growing up in Port Adelaide, and that's you know Aussie rules heartland. Um, everyone hated Victoria. There was a campaign in the late seventies, early eighties in South. Maybe it was earlier than I can't remember. Kick a Vic. Um, the Kick of Vic. When was that? Yeah, oh, I reckon um, it was the 80s, I reckon. They, you know, there's just been this traditional rivalry. Um, I suppose it's got to do with the fact that 
you know, Victoria was initially a convict settlement and South Australia was landed gentry. Um, so there's a little bit of aristocracy on the, on the, our side of the border, the South Australian side of the border. Um, they're tryhards on the other side. <laughs> Still are. Yeah, well, look, it's, it's, look, it's, it's uh, Adelaide United, and Travis, you'll back this up, mate. That, for those first couple of seasons, it was the club was actually, it wasn't built on that, but that was one of the, the strong things about the, the rivalry. I mean, first season of the A-League, I think we beat Melbourne Victory three times. They couldn't uh, beat us. One nil. Mm. Yeah, they couldn't. And one of them was, um, we scored inside 11 seconds. Remember that, Trav? Louis Brain scored. I reckon I did my hand. Uh, Richie Alligate got spun <laughs> off and we spent the rest of the game with the backs of the wall. And, um, but that was it for the whole season and they, they hated us for that. It was the angst that came from the Melbourne Victory bench, and that was the third defeat that season. Um, it was just, it, it festered. And we weren't backward in, in getting on the front foot either. Yeah, I think we went through a run of, they couldn't beat us, and they couldn't even score a goal against us for quite a while until they, they broke didn't. the, yeah, I could think that until they broke the drought. Hey, because we could talk about this all day, but uh, it just brings back some uh, wonderful memories, but highlighted by the fact that Adla- that Australia will be hosting uh, the Women's World Cup here in a couple of years' time, which uh, is can only be good for the game. That's as simple as that. That's great. Fantastic. Hey, you, what were you doing before we called you, Cos? You can go back to doing that well, in the garden or something, or pina colada? No, I was, um, no, I was uh, fixing up my kitchen, putting the kitchen in. So I've been Still. Yeah. Okay. Apologies for that, Cosy. I'm a uh, man, mate. I'm a frustrated tradesman. No, I think you're just frustrated, full stop. Cosy, always a pleasure you talking to me, mate. You take With care. With friends like you. <laughs> Okay, we get the picture. I won't finish the sentence. Okay, <laughs> no. see you guys. See you, buddy. Cozzy. Always good to talk to Cozzy. Always good for a bit of a laugh. Uh, the former Adelaide United, Sydney FC, and uh, former Socceroo, um, John Cosmina. And uh, really, here's the profile of the game around Australia. And for a lot of reasons, but especially that musket grabbing by the throat. Everyone still talks about that to this day. Amazing. Well, it was. Um, oh God, I mean, you look back and you laugh at it now. I but, still um, am laughing uh, about it. At, at the time, uh, I was like, oh, I can't believe it. It was comical, doing. really, wasn't it? Oh, I can't believe Is this actually happening? He got so, six weeks suspension, didn't he, after yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Was that, was that the year that we lost 6-0 in the grand final? Uh, yeah, I think it might yeah, have been. he was suspended for that? Yeah, no, he was suspended in the – yeah, he was suspended in the prelim – against uh, the oh, Newcastle he, Jets. He ran on after the after when he, uh, the, after when he won penalties. When he uh, yeah. supposedly said something to the referee, which yeah. that's another story, but after, I think yeah, I think sure, he got yeah, shafted yeah. a little bit, old Cosy. Yeah. All right, uh, you're listening to the Round Ball on this Friday afternoon. Thanks to Hyundai's end of financial year, sir, which is on right now. You've got to see it to believe it. We'll take a short break, a break and back right after this. On SENSA, the round ball with Dom and Dodsey. For Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai's end of financial year. And welcome back to the round ball on this Friday afternoon with Dom and Dodsey. Great to have your company and it's a COVID-free South Australia here. It's just looking beautiful out. We can see outside the main King William Street here in the studios and the window and it just everything's just back to normal there, nearly. Uh, Trav, you see the bus is actually empty, but it doesn't matter. But you can squeeze every, as many people as you like. Yeah, look, uh, driving, in, them on. driving into town, driving home, it's busy. It's bumper to bumper now. Uh, you, you didn't mind the, the coronavirus, did you? Well, because I didn't like the virus, but, you know, the traffic was good. The petrol was the, cheap. The perks of it The were, perks, yeah. no, no sticker liquors. You can get out there and just... It was like I had the city to myself, really. I know. I mean, you should really be honest and still pay your parking because it's contributing to our taxes to keep the parks really? upgraded really? and all that kind of stuff. Have a look at you. Absolutely. Really? Shame on you. 
You played a few games against uh, Melbourne Victory. Uh, why was it so much spicier playing against uh, Melbourne? See, more so even again than against Melbourne City, even though they're Victorian, but more against Melbourne Victory. There was that spice, wasn't there? Well, it was. Uh, and I don't know, mate, because he talks about um, the Kicker Vic stuff back... I remember that, yeah. yeah. Obviously, that's before my time because I'm much younger, much, much younger. Not that much younger. Much younger. Don't look but, it. But still, even in the A-League coming into... You know that rivalry. It was just. It just seemed to be there. For, yeah. And I can't. It was born out of nothing, really, to begin with. I think where it really kicked off and kept going, flamed uh, the. Is it through sport that it, that the whole South Australia Victoria things become a rivalry through sport? I think so. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because Queensland yeah. and New South Wales, they've got their rivalry because of the uh, NRL state of origin. Yep. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah. Look, I think the the six nil uh, grand final. Loss for us, uh, Ooh, certainly. Fl- that was a kick in the gut, not kick a Vic. Yeah. That was a shocker, really, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, And uh, you were part of that. Yeah, unfortunately, I was yeah. a part of both of them. Yeah, I think yeah. they should line up outside and just get stuck into you, I reckon. Where, have you ever lived Been in... Been there and they've done that. Have you ever lived in Victoria? I have, actually. Where? Yeah, for a short time. What, 10 uh, minutes? Why? Well, pretty much. It was when I came back from Greece, when I got shafted over there. My mother-in-law was living in... In the suburbs of uh, Victoria, so I was there for about three months uh, before I came back to Adelaide to sign with United for the A League. Well, I never. Yeah, it's always good though. My it's daughter, al- my daughter's born in Victoria. Goodness gracious me! Now yeah. you tell me. Now I'm gonna have to kick her out because of this. Well, I can tell you. <laughs> you've just been waiting for an excuse. I can tell you one guy <laughs> who wasn't born in Victoria, but he's a good old country boy, and that is the uh, new interim coach of Adelaide United. And Carl Veer joins us now. Carl, thanks for your time. How are you, buddy? Yeah, very good, Dom. Thanks. Scruff. Mate, uh, you would have had a few ding-dong battles against Melbourne Victory, talking about the rivalry between South Australia and Victoria. <laughs> Tell us about yours. Um, yeah, still still hate them with a passion. <laughs> uh, spoken like a true South Australian. Uh, how, do you, how do you feel now uh, being the officially uh, the interim coach of, uh, of Adelaide United? Of course, we spoke to you when it was uh, kind of going to happen, but now it's official. Uh, how are you feeling about that? You've you got a few few muscles now. What's going on? Um, yeah, yeah, very happy. I, I just, we just, I suppose, since we last spoke, Don, we just needed to get your seal of approval, didn't I? <laughs> I gave you the thumbs up, buddy. Uh, uh, yeah. Don't mention it. <laughs> yeah, Carl. No, has, yeah, very, very proud. Carl, has it been since the the boys have come back in training? What is the condition like of the the players? Uh, do you think the four weeks is going to be enough to? to get them match ready to, to go back into the season? Um, look, I think the four weeks is going to be an, enough to get them close to some fitness, but because we can't play any games, um, that, that's going to be the issue. Um, so that's, we can't play a game, a proper game until we play that first game against Brisbane. So that's going to be our main concern, just that, that match fitness and hardness. Scruff, you got the benefit of having uh, the younger players in the squad uh, potentially playing in the MPL. Uh, is is that your plan to to do that to give them some match time? Um, look, it's because of um, the the strict COVID policies that we have to abide by. We're not really um, the boys that are playing in the youth team can't sort of mix over to our A League. So once yeah. the A League starts, us. Um, the squad that we have is the squad that we have. We can't really send players down to play in the NPL. So is that from now that they can't play or from when you start playing? 
Um, Have a look at yeah. you. Yeah. I'm just trying to think when we play Adelaide United. Actually, don't, don't give them any. Don't give them any secrets. No inside information, Carl. Uh, yeah, that's something that we're working through at the moment. That's better. That's that's a politically <laughs> correct answer. Woo. Yeah, you've just With deflected. FFA and FFSA, we're sort of trying to work through a um, yeah something that's that's going to work for. For us and work for, for the league as well. Nice straight bat there. Yep, he's, he's starting to learn. Actually, you're, you're generally a pretty shy guy until you've had a few drinks, of course, but you are a pretty shy guy. And now you would have realised, well, you're going to do a lot more media, talking to TV, radio. How does that sit with you? Do you enjoy doing Are you going to enjoy it? Do you enjoy doing this sort of stuff? Um, yeah, I, do, I don't mind it. I'm not... Um, people say I'm shy, but I just don't talk to people I don't like. <laughs> ah, another good answer. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. So, you know, so that limits down my my uh, people that I talk to. Hey, Scruff, what are you what are you looking at in terms of uh, the playing squad? In terms of how you want to play, because four weeks isn't a long time to to try and uh, get across. I guess your version of a, a football philosophy to, to, to adhere to. So what's the plan, I guess, for the for the playing group and how you want to coach? Yeah, it is, you know, this four-week period of training, it's like um, getting ready for a mini tournament as such. So um, it's four weeks. The main thing for us is to get the players, keep the players fresh and get them to a standard, a, a enough standard to last, you know, close to 90 minutes and they'll build that up as we play the five games and just to sort of work on my principles that I want to play you know we want to be an attacking side not just when we've got the ball we want to be an aggressive defending side as well so um, you know we make hold no secrets that you know lead leading up to the break for the COVID break um, defensively we were a little bit all over the place so um so we've worked a little bit on that in this last week and a half on our defensive structures and um, that's all we can do is just try and get all the players to slowly understand exactly just a few ch- tweaks that we're going to make and then uh, hopefully we can all be on the same page. Scruff, have you got a full squad apart from Michael Maria who's uh, terminated his contract with the club? Yeah, so we, uh, Michael Maria and, and Boland, um, yes, he, he's got course. another contract in Germany, so he stayed away as well. But other than that, yeah, everyone's fit. And so, um, yeah, we'd, we've got a quite a young squad, so which makes it difficult, as you said, makes it difficult for our MPL side, because I think um, there's nine or ten players in our squad that can play in the MPL. So um, we've got a very young squad, and, and which is good. It's exciting to work with the young players. Um, so, you know, we just have to manage the squad through the five games. Yeah, you mentioned that before the COVID, uh, well, you not only leaked in a lot of goals, but uh, really you couldn't win a game. Uh, how, and you would have been on the bench at the time, obviously, uh, when the uh, the coach was there, the bake was there. What did you see from where you could, and maybe you didn't have as much input, how you could fix the problem? You say you have worked on that over this little break to try and uh, stop all those leaks in defence. Uh, what do you see? What did you see was wrong in defence? Because they were giving so many easy goals away. Um, yeah, we were just a bit open. That's all. We, um, I suppose, our de- defenders were left a little bit isolated um, in one v one sort of scenarios. That Gertrude liked to, you know, take those risks and be one v one. And you know, nothing against the players that we've got, but you know, their strengths are, you know. Jordan Elsie and Michael Yuckerson's strengths are one v one with a lot of space. So, um, 
So we've got to make sure our spaces are, are a lot more um, smaller and that we provide some cover for those two players. So you're not going to park the bus there, are you, Carl? No, far from it, Dom. You, <laughs> you know how I played the game, and I, I will um, sort of my, I coach very similar to how I played the game. All so right. we'll, we'll, we'll be aggressive and attacking um, side. Well, Carl, you know that uh, we're on your side, mate. Uh, couldn't go into a better guy. Let's hope that you finish off the season on a high note. And just before I let you go, does that also mean that Margie gets a better seat at the stadium? <laughs> she moves up into the box yeah. now, doesn't she? Uh, she could sit next to you, actually, on the bench. Can she do that? Yeah. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I might have to ban her from you know coming to the game so she doesn't give me any information. You know, what's she like? Her opinion. What's she, what's she like as a coach's wife? Like, I mean, you're the assistant coach. What's she? Does she give you any uh, any like tips or have a go or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. M- Muggy has very strong opinions and she likes to share them with me. So, uh... <laughs> okay, all right. We'll be watching. Not only will we be watching what's on the field, we'll be looking at Muggy in the stand. <laughs> yes. Hey, uh, good luck with the remainder of the season when it gets underway, Carl, and thanks for having a chat, buddy. No worries, boys. Thanks very much. Cheers, Gruff. Carl V at the interim Adelaide United coach, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does finish off the season, Trav, because uh, before this COVID kicked in and we had to stop everything, it was pretty deplorable, really. Yeah, falling out of the top six yep. uh, for the first time uh, all season, I think uh, it might have been. So in seventh spot now on... Uh, 27 points, I believe. So Tough games coming in, though. Well, tough it is. Games. And, and it's just going to be tough, the, the whole concept of trying to cram in yeah. these last few games in such a short period. So fitness is going to be key for the players. Uh, re- recovery and rehab is going to be key for these players to be able to back up. And Carl said about having younger players, that could be of benefit in this period because younger Hopefully they can recover yeah. quicker and have that ability to, to get back out and back up, um, you know, a couple of days later. And he says because it's like a mini tournament, it might be to his favour because, as we know, the knockout rounds like the FA, FFA Cup, they've always been good at that. So maybe this could be to his benefit. But uh, we'll wait and see because it's, uh, what? what, four weeks away from just less than less, four weeks, isn't it? Yeah. Less, uh, 16th, I believe, Thank is the, the first game kicking off. So, yeah, just over three weeks and looking forward to, to yeah. seeing that. Yeah, seeing some football action in Australia. You're listening to The Round Ball with Dom and Dodsey. All thanks to Hyundai End of Financial Year Sale, which is on As Me and uh, Trav Speak. Uh, you're going to see it to believe it. We're going to take a short break and back right after this. On SENSA, the round ball with Dom and Dodsey. For Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai's end of financial year. Yes, we're coming around the home turn on the round ball. Dom Renato, Travis Dodd, Dom and Dodsey, better known as. It's been nice doing this on a uh, Friday afternoon. Of course, we are here for Hyundai's end of uh, financial year sale, which is on right now. And just recapping... If you've uh, been under rock and haven't heard the news that uh, Australia and New Zealand will be hosting the 2023 Women's World yeah, Cup. Beauty. Yes, and all thanks to SA Power Networks. They'd be happy empowering women's football here in South Australia. And this is really going to empower them even more, Trevo. Absolutely. Am, am I right? You look yeah. excited. No, what? yeah, no, it is. It's a huge boost for the game. Massive. Glo- yeah, for Australia, uh, for women's football, uh, kids' football, Unbelievable. men's football. I think football Killer. in general, this is. This is going to be the boost that that we need. And huge congratulations to the FFA and New Zealand football. Uh, Some very welcome news 
given the what we've just been through with uh, COVID-19 uh, and the A-League. So, yeah, something good to celebrate. Well, all the other women's sports, sport in general, will be shivering in their boots knowing that this the, the round ball is uh, the you, world is... Do you is, think, though? Do you think, think the other so. sports will? Do you yeah, think I think so. They can't, they, a, they can't have what we got. They don't have that. I know they can't have it, but do you think they're going to look at it and say, oh, it's just, it's just, yeah, because a, it's lot just of, a soccer World well, Cup? But, but you know, oh, that's what they'll be thinking. Yeah. But you know what the game does. It'll just make it... To take it to another level. More kids will want to, more girls will want to start playing oh, the game. Yeah. They might I, leave that sport to go 100%. to that sport. And that's what will happen. And I know that FFA CEO James Johnson uh, would have been pretty happy to hear the news. But let's have a listen to what he did say after the announcement. The postponement is effective uh, immediately. I'd like to stress that. No, that's not him. That, he's not talking about the. Uh, I don't know what he's postponing. What was he postponing? That would have been postponing the A League there, I reckon. Uh, okay, so, <laughs> so I don't even know what that is even doing there. Uh, talk about old news. Okay, getting back to the. Uh, the you know, no. So you know what I hope the, the FFA does fix up before, well, well and truly before this is grassroots football in terms of player fees and yeah. kids' junior fees, so that we can get this huge influx of girls playing the game and not having to pay yeah. you know, onwards and upwards of $1,000 a season to just to be able to have a kick. Well, let's hope it does go in that direction or will it go in the opposite direction because it's going to be so uh, such a bigger sport that you know maybe clubs are, and whoever are going to take advantage of that and, take, and charge more money for, for young girls to play. Well, yeah, we know right. it's not cheap. I mean, yeah, it could, it could potentially go that way, but I mean, it, it will just create the same problem that we've had in the past that you're... You're, you're limiting the number of players that can play and we're not going to get the best potentially that we can get uh, because there'll be families out there who might have a gem of a player mm. that unfortunately don't have the financial means to be able to, to pay that to, to play the game. So hopefully, hopefully we get something good. Well, hopefully one, one good thing will come out of it. Highmarsh Stadium, uh, the government here in South Australia will spend the money to, and not just on a temporary basis. Let's hope they it's make it temporary. permanent. It, it is temporary. That's uh, what we had Jane Fernandez, who was uh, the, the bid organiser yeah, for Australia, saying that it's just temporary. What do you think about, what do you think now? I mean, there's talks about them spending $80 million to revamp uh, Cooper Stadium. Are they not better off just investing that yep. into a new stadium? Absolutely. And that's what everybody wants. Sell, sell that off. Sell it off uh, land and build some houses there and put that into a new As much as we hate Victoria, they do have a fantastic sporting complex there. You know, yeah, that's what we do. should be copying. They have the MCG. Yep. They've Amy got, Park. That's what we Amy need. Amy Park. They've got a tennis centre. They've got all these terrific. So, yeah, we hate you, Victorians. But we'll give you that. You've got a great little sporting hub. And we've got the perfect spot for it. We could do the – we've got Memorial Drive there with the tennis. We've got Adelaide Oval for the footy, and we can create our own mini complex. We've got the Riverbank there, which yeah. has been upgraded. We're doing – all of these new hotels and apartments. So it'd be fantastic to to bring people to the city. Uh, now, spending $80 million or whatever uh, absorbent amount of money down at Cooper's is just drawing people away from the city, yeah. away from all this development, yep. bring them into the city so that they go to a game and then come in and keep spending their money. We're just going to have the right people speaking to our Premier because it's a job for the boys in a lot of situations. How do you think the Adelaide Oval got to go where it goes? It's a job for the boys. They looked after each other. We need them to look at the big picture and see how big this game is, and we really need to look after the game here because we need what Melbourne has. Sorry about that. I have to say Melbourne, but oh, they, they've done so well. Though. How does that taste coming out of oh, your mouth? Oh, it tastes terrible. You know Shame what? Shame on you. It tastes that bad that I feel like a cup of coffee and a drink. So we're going to go now. It's uh, time for us to get out of wow, here. time flies. Yeah, it is. So we'll see you next time. Thanks for uh, listening to the Round Ball on this Friday afternoon. All thanks to our good friends Hyundai End of Season Financial Sale and SA Power Networks and Flight Centre. Enjoy your night.